This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For the cheese heads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Perry Goldstein, and I am your only co-host today, as Maggie Loney is on vacation so we are going to do just a quick mailbag episode. Thank you to everyone who sent in their questions. It's going to be super fun. Just talk a little off-season, a little prediction for the upcoming season. So uh, let's dive right into it. We're going to start with the lovely Rachel Hotmeyer, friend of the show, friend in real life. She asked, uh, hottest takes slash predictions for the season, dark horse breakout star. Uh, This is a great question, one that I have been asked a handful of times, and I think I'm just going to stick with my regular answer, which is I think that this tight end room is absolutely wide open. Um, There are, there's a bunch of, there's tons of young talent, obviously, but no true tight end one. And I think if anyone is going to, at least the first half of the season, kind of take the bull by the horns and, uh, you know, take over that position, it's going to be Josiah DeGora. And I know people don't really love to hear that because he's kind of that hybrid H-back, fullback, not really a true tight end, but he is the only tight end that's been in the scheme for this long. Um, he should be the most comfortable with what Matt LaFleur is being asked, asking them to do. And he has the connection with Jordan Love, right? Every time Love is on the field, um, he seems to love getting Josiah DeGora the ball. So I think that he's the dark horse here, um, not just in the pass game, but also in the run game. And then, of course, it'll give the young rookies a little bit of time to develop. So thank you, Rachel. Pop uh, Pop also asked this question. Um, sorry, Mark. Mark Podescarby also asked that question. So Mark, Rachel, that is my answer. Pop asked, Do you think this team needs a veteran wide receiver addition? I think they could use a slot wide receiver with experience. Jarvis Landry seems like a decent option, but maybe we just let the young guys play. Um, This is also a great question. Thank you for sending it in. Uh, I think it's one that Packers fans and content creators across have been debating. And I kind of land on the side of, at this point, I don't know if it makes sense, right? A veteran wide receiver during a regime change, if you will, is helpful if they've been on the team for a long time. You think about like the Donald drivers of going through the Favre to Rogers era, right? Established with the team, know the scheme, know the new quarterback because he's been practicing with him for as long as he's been on the bench this team doesn't have that guy. 
right now, if Devonta Adams was still on the team, and I'm just using him as an example of a veteran wide receiver, you love to have that because not only is he a very successful, one of the best wide receivers in the league vet, <laughs> but I, my point being is that he is well-established with the scheme, with the offense. He is a leader within that room. He can teach those guys to, you know, get up, get them up to speed. And then he can be that really comfortable safety net bridge with the new quarterback. This team just doesn't have that receiver, right? Even if like a Marquez Valdez Gantlin had stayed with the team is like another good example of someone who just can like be that bridge. You bring in a veteran wide receiver at this point and they also need to learn the playbook and they don't have that connection with love. And then all they're doing is taking snaps away from the young guys who probably need and deserve that time on the field with their new quarterback just as much. So I would rather see this team let the young guys develop together and play together. You know, they have a really young core all across the board um, and they are going to have some bumps in the road, right? This is going to be a roller coaster, but um, I think that's just like the way that this team should. And it looks like is going now, if you want to talk about the veteran presence on the offensive side of the ball, you do have guys like Aaron Jones and H.A. Dillon. Now, they're not wide receivers, but you just look at I don't know, playmakers, pass catchers in general, if you will. I mean, who better to have in that room kind of coaching up those young guys and being a role model and being a leader than a guy like Aaron Jones and a guy like A.J. Dillon? So I think they can fill in some of those uh, vet holes from like a cultural and a locker room perspective and helping the guys learn the playbook and being that safety blanket for Jordan Love. They're just not wide receivers. And that's that's OK. Um, I think this young team is really, really exciting. And like I said, maybe 2023 is going to be a bit bumpy, but then you get to grow together and you get to that point in 2024 where things are really starting to gel because they had all those snaps and all that time together on the field. Moving along to Dusty Evely, another friend of the show, sending in a question. This one, of course, speaks to me. Uh, you get to take one DB from another NFL team and Maggie Loney gets to take one D lineman. Who are you taking and how much better does it make this defense? Well, since Maggie isn't here, we're just going to get to talk DBs. Um, I think this one's a pretty obvious answer. Listeners, you can tell me what you think, um, but I'm going over to one Jets drive and I'm telling that team, you know, you've taken plenty of ex-Packers players, plenty of our guys. I just want one and that's Defensive Rookie of the Year, Sauce Gardner. Um, I'm going to take Sauce Gardner from the Jets. Does that make my – how much better does it make this defense? I think that's a no-brainer. Obviously, this DB room is, I don't know, full of guys who are very good on the outside, so it doesn't necessarily solve the slot problem. What do you do when Eric Stokes comes back? But this is not a realistic question. This is a fun question. Um, I will say that if – um, going non-cornerback and thinking about this, what this team actually needs <laughs> from a need perspective, um, maybe I go out and get Buda Baker because Buda Baker is unhappy on his current team and this team needs a safety like nobody's business. So uh, I'm kind of twisting your question, Dusty, and I'm doing one corner and one safety, but that is uh, 
that is my answer. And quite frankly, that just sounds like a Madden fantasy football team. And I'm here for it. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Andy Herman, another friend of the show. Look at all our friends sending in questions. Andy Herman said, you can pick any 52 players in the league to build a team with, but you have to start at left tackle. How many games do you win? such an interesting question. So basically the question is asking you're building your team and instead of starting having quarterback as your center um, left tackle is the center of your team and you're building out from there. Now, interestingly enough, I actually think the Packers have this guy on their team, but I'm going to caveat a couple of things. So you get prime David Bakhtiari, healthy David Bakhtiari, even at his age, take age out of the question, you get him at his best. You know, we saw it a little bit second half of last season when he really started to come back and look like himself. You have one of the best, best pass protectors in the league, like period. Right. So this team actually has that guy. I think now you want to talk about contract and age and years left salary cap, et cetera. No, that's another thing. Do I want to build a team around David Bakhtiari right now? Probably not, right? He's he's getting up there in age. We still have all the injury questions. And like, we all realistically know this might be his last year in Green Bay. So I think once David Bakhtiari hangs the cleats up in as a Packer, if there's a player I'm going to build a team around, I mean, it's obviously going to be Trent Williams. You know, take that, take that from San Francisco any day of the year. And, uh, you know, sign, seal, delivered, done. But I actually think when it comes to you know, at least building an offensive line that's going to protect Jordan Love, we have one of the best left tackles in the league. You just have to have your fingers crossed that he is going to stay healthy for this season. And based on his activity on social media recently, it seems like he is ready to go. And he's been at camp and OTAs, so all signs point to two thumbs up. Now, we have... Another question from Ben, also known as Lambo Labo. He sent in a bunch of questions, so I'm going to only answer a few. Um, one being, who will be wide receiver three and four? Now, this is such a fun question because it skips over the fact that maybe we're just assuming Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are wide receiver one and two. I would agree with that. I think unless anybody else comes in, and decides to shake things up and, you know, take over one of those spots. Um, though that seems to be what's what it looks like from the outside, right? And then three and four are really the ones up for grabs. Now, you never want to put too much on rookies, um, but I think that the answer to this question is kind of the obvious choice, right? I think you have Samori Toure, who the Packers took in round seven last year, now, seventh round, second year guy, usually wouldn't say he might be wide receiver three or four, but I think that's exactly what he's going to be. The Packers only ever have good things to say about him. He seems to be developing a nice connection with love. 
And they really like, they talk about him unprompted, right? As someone who they think has developed really nicely, who looks really great out there. So as a rotational wide receiver, I'm going that. And then I do think that at some point, Jaden Reed is going to be climbing up that depth chart. Again, I don't like putting too much on rookies. Um, he was a second round pick. So, you know, he's he has the skills, he has all the tools. Maybe it's more of a second half of the year, you're seeing Jaden Reed really come on. Um, but he is wide receiver three or four to start the season. Maybe they stick him in the slot. Maybe he's just a gadget guy to start. But I think Jaden Reed has everything this team needs, everything that has been missing. Um, obviously needs a little bit of refinement. Who knows what he'll become. But beside, you know, below a Christian Watson or a Romeo Dobbs, that's that's who I'm going with. It's the simple answer, right? It's a guy who's been on the team for a year. And it's the new, you know, top pick. We could be surprised. The Packers have kind of a plethora of wide receivers at this point to kind of grab at those lower down in the depth chart spots. It's going to be a really fun camp. It's going to be a fun season to see who they rotate. Um, but I'm going with Samori Toure and Jaden Reed. Okay. Last question, and then I'm going to wrap things up, is how will the offensive scheme and game plan differ with Jordan Love under center as opposed to Aaron Rodgers? This is a question that I think a lot of people have been talking about and was actually asked, someone asked Matt LaFleur if he's, you know, excited to see his true offense in true form. And he said, I have no idea what you're talking about. It has always been my offense. It has always been my offensive scheme. Now, while I know that's what he has to say, we all know that there was a second playbook, according to Aaron Rodgers. There was Aaron Rodgers making checks at the line. There was, you know, one of the greatest to ever sling it. If he saw something he liked on the field, he was going to change it up and he was going to take that shot. This offense is not going to have that anymore. You can think that's a good thing. You can think that's a bad thing. But I think it's just a fact that Jordan Love is not going to be making, you know, audibles at the line and taking shots down the field if he sees it, if Malifor is not calling for it. It's going to be a lot more scripted. Um, it's going to lot, be a lot more quarterback friendly. I think there's going to be a lot of having Jordan take, you know, take what's in front of him, take the underneath stuff, take the check down, take the deep shot if it's there. He has the arm for it, but we're not going to be getting shot plays on third and one anymore, right? And I think that's, I think that's a good thing. I, I don't want to see that anymore. I want to see move the chains, sustain drives, run the ball, right? This is like a young quarterback who is going to have his growing pains. Run the ball, run the ball more, please. We screamed for it all season last year. Aaron Jones didn't get enough touches. AJ Dillon didn't get enough touches. Well, let's do that this year. Let's have a much more balanced offense. And um, I think that's what I think that's what we're going to see. Um, I hope that Matt LaFleur designs things to get the ball out of Jordan Love's hands quickly. Um, you know, this offensive line, I think, can hold up to protect him, but you want to get the ball out fast. He has the ability to scramble um, and use his legs. So we might actually see some quarterback design run plays, which is not something we saw with Aaron Rodgers, which naturally that was never really his thing other, other than being able to extend plays with his legs. But you know, we weren't designing runs for Aaron Rodgers at 39 years old. Maybe that's something that they can do now with Jordan Love. So I think it's going to look similar, new pieces, similar scheme, um, but just a little bit more, you know, young QB friendly, if you will, less, less shot play, less checks at the line. So 
that is all for now, folks. I think that is a quick little mailbag episode. I appreciate everyone who has sent sent questions in. This was super fun. I'm sorry you had to listen to me talk all by myself for 15 minutes. Uh, Next week, Maggie Loney will be back. Um, If you are listening to this, it's her birthday. So send her a nice little birthday shout out. Happy birthday, Maggie. Um, As always, you can find us on Twitter at PWSS Podcast, packs what she said on Twitch and Instagram. You can listen to us on the Odyssey app and anywhere where you get your podcasts. You can follow me at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can follow Maggie at Maggie J. Loney. We will be back with our regularly scheduled programming. Um, We are almost at training camp. We are like a month away, and then it is real football. So get excited, folks. And as always, go pack up.